I'm Doug Fullington. I'm the manager of audience education here at PMB. And welcome to our ballet on Broadway program. Yes, three, three ballets, two, two derived right from the Broadway stage, and the third, Carousel of Dance, is really a tribute, sort of a reverie, if you will, on, on the musical Carousel. Lots to say about these works. I'll talk about them in the order that we'll see them tonight. I'm very happy to answer any questions you have. Um, participation would be great. I'm sure a number of you have seen uh, at least maybe one of these on the stage at some point. Uh, we've probably seen the films. Uh, there's a lot to comment on, so please feel free. And I think I have all the dates. My head is full of dates for all of these, so we'll see if they come out. But let's start with Carousel, Carousel of Dance. Now this is a short work. It's only about 15, 16 minutes. It's choreographed by Christopher Wielden uh, for New York City Ballet. Of course, music by Richard Rogers from Carousel the Musical from 1945. The film was made in 56. So there are two dates for you. Uh, the music was arranged for Chris Wielden. It's a medley from the uh, musical. It includes uh, If I Love You. It includes the Carousel Waltz. Also includes This Was a Real Nice Clambake, which is not in the credits, but comes right after the pot of dust. So I just want to throw that out there. It's not just two pieces. It's at least three, and there may be more. Actually, I'll just throw this out there. The word on the street is there's going to be a Broadway revival of Carousel in New York coming up in 2018. So just throwing that out there. More on that later. This was made for New York City Ballet in 2009, and, or sorry, 2002, and we, we got the ballet here at PNB in 2009. And I have to say, I just really love it. Even though it's short, I feel like it captures... Uh, the mood of the musical very well, particularly in the potida, the duet between the two leads, who of course represent Julie Jordan and uh, Billy Bigelow. And now, uh, how many of you, how many of you have seen Carousel on the stage? Okay. And then, how many have seen the film? Right. Okay. Yeah. Of course, uh, Shirley Jones, Gordon McRae who also were in Oklahoma. Fifties uh, were a wonderful time for making uh, films of these uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, musicals, which uh, the stories of which had become much more serious than uh, earlier musicals, of course, from the teens, the 20s, and the 30s. Of course, Showboat, with music by Jerome Kern, really demonstrated that uh, a musical could have a more serious story. And that was definitely carried, uh, carried through in the 1940s as uh, darker and more complicated stories were uh, explored in musicals. And of course, Carousel was one. And Carousel has proven to be controversial because there are a lot of uh, difficult themes in it. Uh, Billy Bigelow himself conflicted. He he becomes angry. He 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 hits his wife Julie Jordan. He uh, in the stage version commits suicide, whereas in the film he is killed. Uh, in the film, some of the some of the action was softened, if you will. Um, none of that comes into play in the ballet, but the there is a sense of, of brooding to to the potida. I think in, in Christopher Wielden handles it in a very beautiful way. 
around that central potida, we have a large uh, corps de ballet. There are 12 women, there are eight men who sort of uh, represent the community around uh, Julie and uh, Billy and also the carnival goers, if you will. And there's a wonderful moment when the music is building up and we're really at the peak of the carousel waltz and the men lift the women on their shoulders in a certain uh, sitting position and the women are holding carousel poles and the whole thing sort of revolves uh, in uh, circles in different directions and all. It's a very beautiful climactic moment. Uh, interestingly, on YouTube, uh, there is uh, footage of the original Agnes DeMille choreography for Carousel, which was filmed after an evening show uh, during the, that original run. It's in black and white with piano. There's another uh, copy of it on YouTube where someone's added orchestral music, but I'm not sure how well it's synced up. But the one with piano is just fascinating to see what this choreography from the 40s uh, looked like on stage is something that fascinates me. How did they deal with the ensemble? What kind of steps did they do? Uh, what was considered dramatic and so forth? But right at that same point in the music, the men lift the women on the shoulders in the same position that Chris Wielden has them. Uh, it makes me think Chris may have seen this footage. Uh, he expands on it and creates a whole carousel uh, in the circular motion out of it. But I, there certainly is that connection to the DeMille Choreography. So if you get a chance, if you're a YouTube uh, uh, frequenter, just go on there and if you search for Carousel and Agnes DeMille, this footage will come up and it's, it's fascinating and valuable, very valuable to see. So, so have a look at that. I think the company loves dancing this ballet. Christopher Wielden is a master at partnering, beautiful work for the couple tonight. It's Rachel Foster and James Moore, uh, but also for the corps de ballet and a wonderful variety of steps given to them, difficult steps and things that are very challenging. And uh, he uses the stage space beautifully, always different formations and geometry and, and sense of movement and all. And, and the ballet feels much, it's, it's very rich and full, uh, despite the fact that it's, it's quite short. And uh, I enjoy it. I'm very happy to see it back in the repertory. So that's Carousel, a dance. I haven't mentioned yet that before each of these ballets, we're going to show some film clips related to the films of these musicals. So we looked at the original trailer for Carousel, and it was mostly about the uh, film technology. <laughs> There's someone sitting at a desk talking about the new technology, and I can't remember what the name of the technology was, but that's how that clip's gonna start, so don't be put off. It's, it's quite severe. And then, but then we have Carousel, and it comes on stage, and we took some footage from the film uh, of the Dream Ballet. The Dream Ballet, you know, was an important part of these musicals in the uh, 40s and the 50s. Uh, that sort of story within a story to encapsulate the the whole idea and narrative of the musical. And in Carousel, uh, the Bill, Billy Bigelow character is danced by Jacques D'Amboise from New York City Ballet, who had quite a career uh, in film as well as on the stage at New York City Ballet. And it, it's beautiful. So we were sh Peter Bull was very uh, fond of that. And, and so we show that as part of this sort of trailer, if you will, to introduce Carousel. Then we'll have our first intermission and we'll come back for Slaughter on 10th Avenue. And this is 
this is something. <laughs> Balanchine, George Balanchine choreographed this, and Balanchine did a lot of musicals. As I said many times, after he came to the States in 1933, he really freelanced, uh, not just in ballet, but for Broadway. He worked with all kinds of dancers. He worked in film, and New York City Ballet wasn't founded until... 1948, and even beyond that, I think even into the 50s, he was doing some moonlighting on Broadway. Uh, he was very versatile and very willing, and, and a, really a sponge. I think he was. He would be exposed to certain kinds of dance or see things, and he could assimilate it. He could reinterpret it. Um, very just open to to anything, and it's wonderful that we have this scene from the musical On Your Toes. Balanchine choreographed uh, On Your Toes in 1936. It's significant, this particular show, because Balanchine specifically asked for his work to be referred to as choreography. I believe until then it would say dances by so-and-so, and, -so, and he's, he specifically asked in the contract for it to say choreography by George Balanchine, uh, which is really lasted because there are all kinds of particulars from the George Balanchine Trust about saying choreography by George Balanchine, which is great and as it should be. Uh, this musical was made into a film in 1939 and the musical, the stage version in the film starred uh, Balanchine's wife at the time, who was Vera Zorina. She went by Zorina, just one name and uh, she was the star. And Slaughter on 10th Avenue, or On Your Toes, is the whole thing is a parody. It's a parody of Broadway, it's a parody of Russian ballet, because the post-Ballet Russe companies were starting to tour in the US, so people had this idea of what Russian ballet was. Uh, whether it was true or not, there was an idea. And a parody of the mob. So in this story, which I'll just, break down to something very short. The Russian ballet company is somehow persuaded to do a jazz ballet. <laughs> not everyone's happy about that. The premier danseur is not happy with Junior, who's going to come in and be the hoofer in this ballet. And of course, the leading ballerina, who's played by Zorina, will be in this. So the premier danseur takes a hit out on the hoofer and tells the gangster, okay, in this scene, in this jazz ballet, it's all, it's, it's kind of dark. In the jazz ballet, the um, leading woman who is a showgirl, or the stripper, as she was called in the 30s, uh, has a guardian, the big boss. And whenever any men approach her, the big boss takes him out, and the music gives you bump, 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 bang, bang. <laughs> It's very, it's very, of, of the time, yeah, subtle, that's for sure. And uh, the hoofer becomes one of these guys, but she throws herself in front of him and takes the bullet. I'll get to you in one sec. And, uh, and then he, at the very end, after he dances, he's going to off himself. Well, at that, that's the point when the gangster is supposed to take him out because it'll be loud and noisy and everyone will be clapping and no one will hear. So uh, we get to this point in Slaughter on 10th Avenue, but the folks backstage 
in the story within the story have found out what's happening and pass a note to the showgirl who's supposed to be lying dead and she shakes it to the guy to try and get his attention and let him know this is going to happen. So he keeps the orchestra playing one more time and don't stop. And so he, so he does that until the, the gangster's apprehended. And I usually wouldn't tell you all this, but when I watch this ballet and I haven't seen it for a while, I forget that it's a story within a story. And it has sort of a false ending. The curtain comes in, but it's not over. The curtain's coming in on the story within the story and so forth. So I thought it's better to know in advance. Because otherwise, afterwards, you're like, oh, OK. And then you have to think back through the last 25 minutes and sort of sort it out. Better to know in advance. Yes. Oh, the hoofer is the, uh, he's the, the tap dancer, the sort of uh, dance for a living. Uh, yeah, he's just referred to as the hoofer. And uh, our guy, you know, we have some tappers that do it and some non-tappers that do it. Non-tappers who've become tappers, they've got tap shoes on. And then some, some tappers. Uh, Seth Orza tonight, who's great in it, he's with Leslie Rausch. Uh, I just love him. Leslie did this with Jeff Stanton when we first did it, uh, 2008, I think. And so uh, we've got three casts. Uh, as the hoofer and showgirl this time. And what I love is that we're seeing balancing choreography from the 30s for musical theater. And it's just great. I love to see, okay, how does, how does he deal with the ensemble? We get these specialty numbers. The bartenders tap. The policemen are like Keystone cops. It was that era where there were specialty numbers. And it came out of vaudeville, of course, where everyone had their specialty. And you would just have a sort of review of numbers. And then these were sort of folded within the context of a musical, but people would be hired to do their specialty number and they'd be worked into the choreography. So we still see this vestige of vaudeville here in the 30s, mid to late 30s and on your toes. And I think it's great. It's fun for the dancers, uh, fun for the guys who grew up tapping to, to be out there and uh, get their specialty number and so forth. So it's... Uh, I, I, it shows us a different side of Balanchine. We're going to see Jewels in the fall. That's completely different Balanchine. It's a different style. It's completely different intent. It was 31 years after On Your Toes. But it's great that we have this vast repertory of his to look at. And it tells us something about the development of dance in this country. Uh, with which he was so involved and such a sort of mover and shaker. I think not purposefully so, but it just, through his creativity and energy and wide-ranging interest, he contributed to all these different areas, and we can sort of harness that here in the repertory. It's pretty great. Uh, I love the music, too. This is Richard Rogers uh, in the Rogers and Hart era. Balanchine choreographed four Rogers and Hart shows, and this was the first one, and it definitely has the sophistication of uh, Richard Rogers that we know from the later musicals, but maybe not quite the, uh, not quite the ultimate sort of refinement and elegance that we get in the later shows from the 40s and so forth, the ones with maybe the more serious uh, storylines like Carousel or Sound of Music and so forth. So also wonderful to hear that development in the Rogers music.
company has a lot of fun with this. Jordan Pisidia is back. You may remember Jordan. Jordan was uh, in the company through to soloist rank. Uh, he'll be up in the box as the gangster. <laughs> so uh, you get to hear some of these people speak too and sing tonight. It's, it's quite wide ranging. So if you don't know what some of their voices sound like, you will soon. So a uh, third ballet then is uh, West Side Story Suite. And this is this is a special work. Of course, we know West Side Story, 1957. The film was made in 61. It won 10 Oscars. I'd forgotten that. It was nominated for 11. It won 10, uh, including Best Director, which went to Jerome Robbins and Robert Weiss. Um, more on that. We'll come back. But um, Lincoln Kirstein, who had founded New York City Ballet with with Balanchine in 48 had always wanted Robbins to set part of West Side Story on New York City Ballet and Balanchine would say no our boys don't fight that was the famous comment but uh, Robbins had revived a medley of dances for Jerome Robbins Broadway uh, which went which had excerpts from his works and was very successful and finally um, in 1995 uh, Peter Martins, uh, who was director of New York City Ballet, convinced Robbins to stage a suite of dances for the New York City Ballet. And so Robbins did that. And initially, uh, some Broadway singers, dancers were brought in for the leads to do uh, Anita and uh, so forth, and some singers in the pit. But eventually, New York City ballet dancers be began to take on some of these roles. So they were singing Anita's. One was Jennifer Ringer, who is a principal dancer at New York City Ballet, and one of our stagers this time around. And uh, some of the guys took on the role of Riff and so forth. So that's been the tradition here as well. We provide a, an Anita from the company and a Rosalia. They, Rosalia starts off uh, uh, America, and then Riff sings Cool. We do have some uh, singers who augment this. There's a singer who performs Something's Coming, Tony's song, because Tony's on stage uh, working very hard. You couldn't really sing while you're doing what he has to do. And then there's a female singer for Somewhere, which is part of the, the, the Dream Ballet from West Side Story Suite. And then uh, a few women that's, that support uh, the backup vocals on America. But uh, the whole company sings on stage as well. And uh, that's something the dancers do from time to time. But I, I, from what I gather from them, it always feels new. I think with a dancer, your voice is something that you, almost the only thing you can keep from the audience. Uh, because your whole body is being used for dance. But here they're asked to sing as well. Uh, the Jerome Robbins Foundation, the Robbins Rights Trust, sends us a vocal coach. Uh, her name is uh, Joan Barber. And Joan was with us when we first did West Side. She's been with us at two different periods during this season. She was here in February, and then she's here tonight. She's been here this week to coach the dancers. She's just terrific. Um, she has many Broadway credits. Uh, one of the biggest ones was Man of La Mancha. She was also the original Somewhere soloist in 1995 with Robbins and New York City Ballet for this. And then she's moved into the role of coach for this ballet. So she travels around the world to work with the singing dancers who are uh, performing West Side Story Suite. And 
I think the dancers love it. Uh, they f know they're participating in a genre that's outside of what they usually do. But Robbins was, uh, had a foot in both worlds, of course, incredible Broadway credits, but incredible ballet credits as well. And in fact, his 100th birthday is in 2018. So we'll be doing a number of Robbins works, seven or eight. The school will be doing some too. New York City just Ballet just announced a Robbins Festival yesterday. They'll do 19 of his works in the spring of 2018. So you're going to New York, uh, be an opportunity to see that repertory, but we'll be offering it here too uh, in the fall of 18 on a couple different programs. Uh, we also had Robert LaFosse with us. Robert LaFosse was a principal dancer at American Ballet Theater and then New York City Ballet, but he was also the original Tony in Jerome Robbins Broadway and worked with Robbins very extensively and he just, the day after he started, Paul Gibson, who's the ballet master here for Westside, said, yeah, it's, this is the real thing. Um, Robert was just great with the guys and just telling them what Robbins would talk to the dancers about as far as motivation. And Robbins took these things very seriously. With West Side Story, uh, the sharks, the shark and jet actors could not, um, could not uh, mix. They couldn't uh, socialize together outside. He didn't want them to do that. He wanted to create animosity between them. Uh, I mean, you, you may know Robin's history quite the taskmaster, and that doesn't begin to apparently <laughs> describe it to the point where they did fire him from West Side Story from the film because they just couldn't take it. But also, just never satisfied, so the time was going on, the budget was escalating, and they just had enough. He still won the Oscar, <laughs> which is great. And, and you read quotes from Rita Moreno, who was the Anita in the film. You know, you, you loved him, you hated him, you'd do anything for him, but it was excruciating. But somehow this man, with so many difficulties working with people and I think within himself, was just able to create the most authentic relationships on stage. I don't know how the psychology of that works, but it happened. Um, we'll talk about Robbins more in the coming uh, seasons as we approach this centennial, but uh, there are a couple terrific biographies about him out. If you're interested, one is by Amanda Vale. Amanda Vale, V-A-I-L, like Vale, Colorado. I think it's called Somewhere. I've got it next door. Deborah Jowett, who is the critic for The Village Voice for many years, has also written an authoritative biography of uh, Robinson. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, if you're interested in ballet at all, if you're interested in musical theater mid-century, these are terrific reads. And they're, they're well written and respectfully written, but truthfully written as well. Just, I think, quite a feat. Uh, in, in, in this particular situation, so I, I recommend those. Uh, these are big ballets. You can see that by the casting, and so lots of people uh, out in these works. It's a really full evening. The dancers love it. This is a different kind of challenge for them. Uh, on the whole, maybe a little bit less physically grueling than, say, the less, last repertory was, which was extremely physically taxing. Uh, not to say these pieces are, but it's a different sort of work. I think they've really, really loved it. Uh, we've spent the last three weeks, which doesn't sound like much time, but um, it's been very full, uh, putting this together. And they're just very, very excited. If you follow any of them on social media, they're just uh, right on top of it and very uh, 
excited to be presenting these. Uh, Leslie Rausch will be here following the performance with Peter Bowl to talk about uh, Slaughter on 10th Avenue. And uh, I'm sure she'll have a lot of great things to say and, be, and that'll be a really interesting Q&A. So you're very welcome to come down after the show for that. Um, but for now, we have a few moments to discuss anything you'd like, ask any questions. Sure. A comment, rather than a question, that were he here, Jerome Robbins would already have said. And that is, on the insert, Maria is listed as Bernardo's girlfriend rather than Bernardo's sister. You sure are right, and that is wrong. <laughs> That's like copy and paste error. Thank you for pointing that out. That's the point on West Side Story Suite. Maria, of course, is Bernardo's sister, which causes the whole problem. Uh, he doesn't have two girlfriends because Anita wouldn't stand for that. Thank you very much. I will get that corrected. Yep. And uh, right behind you. Leif Bjalland. Leif is one of our guest conductors who's working with us this year. He has uh, conducted a lot for uh, ballet companies, a lot for Suzanne Farrell Ballet. And uh, the other ones, we've got his biography in the uh, program. He's sharing uh, Slaughter on 10th Avenue and Carousel with Emile Deku. And then Alan Dameron is conducting all of the West Side stories. So that's the uh, lineup this time around. And then next rep, um, just thinking about Alan, pictures at an exhibition is going next rep, which is the piano solo version, the original version. So Alan will be at the piano for that, which is a big, which, which is a big job. So we work with several guest conductors. Leaf is one. Alistair Willis is a frequent guest. Um, as well, particularly during Nutcracker and sometimes throughout the year. It helps to um, share the load among the conductors and also gives us some, uh, s s it gives us an opportunity to have two people learn the same piece, which is always a good practice, just like the, the, we have multiple casts of dancers. And uh, definitely during Nutcracker, it is a relief when, we're, when we've got the two show days going straight through through the holiday. So yes, Leif is joining us on these first two ballets and then Alan will be at the podium for West Side. Sure. Is everybody well now? No, no, it, it's never that everyone's well <laughs> because we're a ballet company, which is very athletic. But knock on wood, we're in pretty good shape. We've got um, Matthew Renko's coming back from a procedure on his knee. Uh, William Lin Yi will be coming back from a shoulder injury. Uh, Margaret Mullen is on stage tonight as Rosalia, but is working in a limited capacity following a procedure on her hip. So par for the course, but um, it's, it's great uh, sort of dance and sports medicine is very advanced compared to what it used to be. So when dancers have uh, injuries and issues that need to be dealt with, they've got a lot of resources 
for care and great uh, therapy to bring them back to you know performance level. So, yes, please. Vera Ellen and Gene Kelly. It was not in the film. The film is Vera Zorina and Eddie Albert. No, it was filmed um, in the 50s, 50s. It, well, it might be. I'd have to look it up. I have not. Um, I sort of bypassed all that and was looking at the revivals of it in the 80s. And I think Natalia Makarova got a Tony. But um, I'll look at that. Vera Ellen and Gene Kelly. Okay, I'll take a look. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, that'd be the right time period for them, so I'll have a look. Yeah. Anybody else with a question? All I can think about is Maria is not Bernardo's girlfriend. <laughs> Glad we got that settled. All right, everyone. Well, this is an exciting and fun night. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for supporting the ballet, and enjoy your evening.